You're listening to a BGE podcast. to another Friday edition of the Blind Grilling Experience with the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition. And, uh, boy, I'm, I'm excited to uh, get back into this topic. First of all, I want to say thank you so, so much. I, I can't believe the response that we've gotten on this, uh, this, uh, this series, I guess. We had the first one last week. This is number two in... Uh, getting into woodworking for the blind and visually impaired and got some emails. We've got Scott Barlow down in Alabama. We've got Kevin out in Indiana and some others who have said, hey, you know what? Uh, we love woodworking too. Uh, we've got some folks on Facebook that contact us said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. I thought maybe I'd never be able to do it again. And so kind of curious as to what, what all this is going to be about. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, thrilled with all the response that we've had. It's interesting because um, there's a lot of things I don't know, obviously. But uh, Scott down in Alabama, he contacted me and said, hey, you know, when he was going to some of the blind schools in Florida and Alabama, they had shop class. And, uh, you know, uh, they made lamps and, uh, you know, cedar chests and, and all kinds of stuff. And. Uh, we're doing it, you know, visually impaired, teaching visually impaired. And so he, you know, went through those uh, classes and, uh, you know, he was reminiscing a little bit with me. It was so cool. I had no idea. And as I mentioned last week, you know, public schools, they were like, no, 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 we're not, <laughs> we're not doing this liabilities. And, and that's fine. I, you know, at the time I get it. I, I really do. And, but I appreciate those who take the time and effort to say, Hey, yeah, let's find out a way you know, for others to do this. And so uh, I, I've been struggling with the podcast um, and trying to organize it and go in a way that I think would be beneficial, helpful, just um, and of interest to everyone who would you know be listening to this particular podcast when it comes to this subject. Um of course, you can remember every Monday, just to throw this out here, every Monday, the Blind Grilling Experience episodes are going to be based, uh, you know, grilling, cooking, kitchen, um, you know, backyard barbecue kind of thing. And then, um, you know, and, and also interviewing guests and things. Wednesdays, we have the My Story, where I just kind of walking through my journey of vision loss when it started and so I uh, appreciate some of the feedback we're getting on those short episodes. And, of course, on Fridays, the Cut Straight work Weekend Workshop uh, episode. So um, I think what I'm going to do today is just kind of talk a little bit about how, uh, what, what uh, safety, first of all, what, what I'm using when it comes to safety um, what I recommend folks have first and foremost, uh, you know, to, when you're, when you're going to get, if you're going to get started, there's some things I think you need to have. Now, if you went back a few weeks in the podcast episodes, before we started the Friday cut straight weekend workshop, uh, I did an episode on a Monday on blind grilling experience 
where I actually talked about um, some talking tape measures. And I recommend the, the Tape King. And then there is the, uh, the click rule, which is another measuring tool that um, you know, is, is probably the only two accessible tools or um, you know, uh, tools made for low vision or blind individuals' uh, accessibility items. Everything else is just out there for everyone. It is. It. I don't think they had blind and visually impaired folks in mind in making it. Certainly not the tools themselves. But uh, the. Uh, so when it comes to tape measures, you got the Tape King talking tape measure and the Click Rule measuring uh, device. You know that's that's my extent of uh, accessible, uh, made for accessibility type. Uh, items when it comes to the workshop. Um, and so if you want to go back and listen to what I recommend on that, that, that would be great. I reckon, you know, I strongly encourage you to do that. A couple of folks have said they've gotten the click rule. They love it. It's a great device. And, uh, and it is, it, it's probably one of my most used tools in the shop on every project when I need to get down and, and really measure something. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, you know, accessibility items and tools. Um, so that's what I recommend there. But when it comes to safety, you know, this is something that uh, is, is probably going to be a little bit controversial. I don't, I, I haven't taken any classes. I don't know, you know, all the rules and everything. I, I'm learning this and I'm just kind of bringing you guys along on my journey of learning, you know, woodworking. I've been doing it for about a year and a half now and, and I'm 48. And so this is all new to me. I'm learning terms and, and tools and techniques. Uh, but uh, a couple of things that I found out very quickly that just simply having eye goggles, depending on what you're doing, is not enough protection for your face. A face shield is absolutely necessary. If you're going to get into woodworking, especially wood turning, I highly recommend a full face shield. Uh, one that's you know high impact you can pick up. Big box stores obviously will have them, but that's that's something that's imperative. You need to have a face shield. You know when I would be doing wood turning, whether it was with the acrylic rods when I was making duck calls or wood, whatever it was, you know, things would come up and, and, you know, I, you know, would hit me. I mean, I could feel them, you know, hitting my clothes, my shirt, my pants, uh, you know, and every once in a while something would come up and fly up and hit, uh, you know, that shield. And, uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't, you know, I mean, there would be things hitting me in the face if I didn't have that shield. And there's been some times in other instances where, um, you know, uh, a router grabs something cause I'm, I'm learning how to use a router and, and it's difficult because, you know, people say, no, don't go this way, go that way. You know, when you jump on YouTube, but I can't see what they're doing. They're not explaining going left to right or right to left or, you know, front to back. And they're not explaining those things very well on most YouTube videos. And, and, uh, yeah, I learned quickly <laughs> which which way to go with a router, and and I learned quickly that uh, a handheld uh, device like a planer, like a hand planer, you know, um, a cordless hand planer, man, that will send a piece of wood flying if you know, and if you're not careful. So, 
Um, you know, even a chop saw. I've had pieces of wood go flying uh, with a chop saw. So, you know, I, I'm learning the hard way. And hopefully as we go through this, I can give some ideas and pointers, to, you know, to help you avoid some of those things that, uh, that I've learned the hard way. But uh, one thing is imperative, and that is a face shield. Be sure and have that. Don't take chances with your eyes, with your face, um, you know, um, <clears throat> with your safety. I mean, that's just really what something. I'm going to stress that. Then I'm going to go to hearing. <laughs> and, and, and this is where, you know, people are probably going to say I'm a hypocrite. Um, but this is where I have some difficulty, and, and I'm trying something new. All right, so hearing protection is important, absolutely. My problem that I've run into is because I have no vision, I rely so much on listening and hearing things that if if I don't hear what's going on, I, I don't feel safe. I, I, I kind of shut down. I freak out a little bit. As I, I have to hear what is happening, what is going on around me. And so to put on, you know, some, uh, some earmuffs, and you have everything shut out where I can't hear. I, I, I can't function that way. I, I can't work that way. Um, and, and so I had a pair of headphones, uh, ear, earmuffs, whatever, that my wife and I use when we go out to the range and we shoot. And it's, it's one of those that have little microphones in them. You can turn them on and off, and as you turn them on, you can hear each other talking. It sounds like a terrible phone call, like, like a bad connection phone call. But you can hear. You can communicate. Uh, and then when you fire your weapon, it muffles the sound <clears throat> so it's not harmful to your ears. Uh, the problem is uh, it, it just it, it, it's such a fake sound that's being piped into your ears that um, you just it just didn't feel comfortable working you know around the tools and on all the equipment and so um, I haven't tried something I've, I've heard about ear defenders and that's something that you know um, I, you know I, you know active noise cancellation you know a lot of folks want that that's great you know but I want the transparency. And with that said, you know, the Apple AirPods Pro has a transparency mode. But even better still, the brand new Apple AirPods 2 have an active transparency mode. Uh, and, and it is um, a, oh, if you have loud sounds that are happening, it kind of quiets them deadens them. I think it's listening that like 40,000 times a second, paying attention to your surroundings. And it's got all kinds of microphones on them. So when they're in your ear, while it's not perfect, but you know, over the past week in using those, um, it, it, they've been somewhat effective. I think it, it's something that I can use that will at, make uh, offer some protection for my ears. And uh, and yet allow me with that transparency mode to still hear what is happening, hear the machines when they're on, but they're not as loud. Um, and if someone is talking to me, if my wife comes out or someone else comes out, someone's knocking on the door, or if I've got, you know, uh, music playing on another speaker, I don't play when I'm working on the machines. I don't play music through the headphones because, you know, I don't want, you know, I, I don't want that distraction in my head, in my headphones, um, for that purpose, 
you know, I want to use them, you know, kind of for that that active transparency um, where they're deadening some of that loud noise sound. And so far, I think it's working. It's it's really it's doing well. Uh, so I'll report back on that, you know, down the road. But um, uh, you know, I, I know they're not for everybody. You know, they you know issues with uh, whether or not they stay in your ears. I, right now, they're they're working all right for me. So. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled to have something now that I can put my ears when all the machines are fired up. You know, you got the, uh, you've got a shop vac that's going and then a, a router or, you know, other, you know, other types of, of tools that are going on. It can get pretty loud. And, uh, so that, that's been very helpful. Um, so with that said, ear protection, uh, face and eye and face protection with the face shield, uh, a shop vac, I think, is also very important for you. Um, you know, that helps not only keep things clean, but it can help keep, you know, depending on how you use it, you can, uh, you know, connect it to different tools and keep all the dust and everything while you're working, which is helpful. And along with that, you know, a, a, some type of respirator or a good mask filter uh, to help keep you from breathing in all those fine dust particles, that's important as well. So, uh, with a shop vac, you know, I've got a 16-gallon. I think it's a Craftsman, um, but it, it works really well. I've got a HEPA filter put on there plus a bag filter uh, inside the canister, and so <clears throat> everything goes into the bag, and that that's really cut down on dust in the shop. It's really been helpful. So those are some things that I think you really need to have you know, when you're going to start woodworking. I know I know it's not the glamorous stuff, right? It, it's not the, oh, yeah, the big tools, more power kind of stuff. You know, that's not what, what we're getting into today. You know, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into some of those tools, no doubt about it. But, hey, we got to be safe when we do this. we got to be smart about this. You know, we're already kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to jumping into woodworking, especially me never having done it um, you know, especially on this scale. And so it, it's, it's really something I think, you know, I, I want to be successful and that means I need to be safe. Um, and I want to share the things that I do with others. I want to be able to help others. And, and so, you know, I need to be safe in doing all of these things, uh, and have the mindset, you know, that before you ever power a tool on, you're going to go hands-on with it. You're going to, feel around. You're going to know where every little knob, every, um, you know, switch, everything is, where the off switch is first and foremost, what it takes to turn it off, where your hands are going to be when you're using the machine, you know, do some dry runs with that, with everything turned off and, you know, and know where you're at. Uh, that is something that I found invaluable uh, because I've been in a couple of situations where, you know, things were going is thought rather smooth. And then, you know, something sounds terrible uh, and I need to turn the machine off. You know, I need to know where to do that, how to do that and not, you know, reach across a blade or touch a blade. You know, I need to be safe in doing that. Um, and so one of the things that I've been blessed with in Springfield, Missouri, is one of two showrooms for Grizzly Industrial. And, you know, for those who don't know, Grizzly Industrial is is a place that uh, sells uh, large machines. I mean, anywhere from small to hard, large machines when it comes to woodworking, metalworking, lathes, 
band saws, table saws, routers, router table, all that stuff. I mean, that they that's what they're into. And it's been really cool because I can go into the showroom and I've gotten to know a couple of the guys over there, John especially, very helpful. Patrick, one of the first guys that helped me out uh, over there. But when I go in, those two guys are usually there, one of them anyway, and and they're always ready and willing to help and help me get hands on a machine and say, all right, here's where everything is. Here's how it works. Here's where the blade is. Here's where the on off is. Here, you know, uh, you know, from the business end to, um, you know, the the all the safety aspects of it. Yeah, you know, they walk me through every bit of that machine, uh, and I know it before I ever leave. Before I decide whether or not I'm even going to use it or buy it or purchase it, you know, I I know about that machine, and um, that that's been extremely helpful. You know, um, sometimes you can go to these big box stores, you can get hands on some of these machines. Sometimes they don't have what you need. You can't feel everything. I, here lately, it seems like uh, even these big box stores are not keeping out in stock, you know, the things that you would want or need, you know, you're not able just to go in and touch and feel things, which is unfortunate, which is, you know, really what I'm wanting, what I like and and want to do. So, so anyway, with all of that said, you know, if you can go in and feel things and get familiar with them and get to know some of the guys that work in these places, uh, I think you'll find they're very helpful, you know, that they want you to be successful, you know, uh, just as much as you want to be successful. And uh, sometimes you have to educate them, you know, all right, you know, they're wondering how you do this, you know, but as you walk through it with them and, you know, and or let them know, say, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Can I, you know, how can I do this? You know, show me the machines. Uh, my experience, these guys have been just like all in. They're, they're, they're all about it. They uh, love talking with me about my projects. And that's, that's been very helpful. Uh, it's been great. So, uh, so, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, for those who are interested, those who want to get into it, it it's possible. And, and sometimes you're from, you know, you maybe you've used a machine. You've got it set in your garage or in a shop somewhere and you haven't touched it or gotten it out in years. And you're thinking about doing it again, but it's a little intimidating. I understand that. I promise you, I understand how intimidating that can be. Um, but hey, you've got a leg up because you've used it. Right. And so you may be a little bit more familiar with it. The problem is now, right, you need to be familiar with it with more than just your eyes, right, with your hands, uh, with your ears, how things sound, um, you know, uh, how it sounds when it's running, how it sounds when it's cutting. I mean, all of those things you need to know and and how to reach to the on and off power switches and, and all of that. So. Um, you know, those, those are the things that you get familiar with without vision uh, before you ever turn it on. And, you know, um, you know, once you do that and you run things, you know, through your mind, you know, how you're going to do it, what you're going to do, how things should act and, and react, um, you know, get some scrap wood, get some wood that you don't mind, you know, n- not having a good project out of, make some cuts, Find out, you know, how that machine works and how you're able to use it, um, you know, and follow, you know, all the safety guidelines. You know, you get a good push stick and push blocks and know how those push sticks and push blocks work and how they're going to help you get your project past the blades and where your hands will be as as the wood is going through, you know, um, you know, as that blade is going through the wood, where are your hands 
How far away from that are your hands? Uh, where are your guide rails? You know, all of the, be familiar with every little thing. I can't stress it enough. You know, that's going to help you be successful in, in getting this, uh, you know, getting back into this or starting to get into uh, the realm of woodworking. Um, you know, some of the projects that I've done, of course, we've talked about duck calls, both wood and acrylic. But, uh, you know, I've done end tables. I've made end tables that are in our living room right now for my wife. I've made uh, live edge end tables for my son. What we have in our house here are uh, walnut end tables. I did some live edge maple end tables for my son. We did an acrylic pour. My wife, you know, she loves doing this stuff too. She's jumped in when it comes to some of the finishes and the acrylic pour that we did um, which was, which was awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, she helped me with that aspect of those end tables. Uh, but, you know, we've done, um, a, a sofa table, some, uh, a little higher, uh, you know, for the back of a sofa, a live edge walnut table for my daughters. Um, and I'm getting ready to do a dining table for my wife. That's probably the largest project that I've, I've got plans. You know, I've got the lumber, I've got the, you know, it's live edge walnut that I'm going to be making that out of. Uh, but, uh, probably the thing that's taking up most of my time right now besides, well, there's two things, you know, that I've been involved in and we'll get into all this as, as the weeks go on, but just to kind of show you that, you know, this isn't just, Oh, you know, turning duck calls or, you know, uh, making little bitty, little bitty things. I mean, you know, I made, uh, on that lathe with some of the duck calls, I also made some uh, Christmas ornaments, you know, those things you can do. Um, I've made a lot of coasters. But two of the uh, main pro projects that I've been involved in making a, a lot of things are recipe boxes and uh, handles for the big green egg. Uh, that's something that I've made several handles uh, out of sycamore, um, a couple out of walnut. I'm going to be making some out of maple. And and they've turned out awesome. I, I've even sold some. I've actually got some for sale at a local grilling store. And so that, that's just been really cool, just going through that process of not only making something, but making something that, that folks want, that folks are willing to purchase and buy. That, that's been awesome as well. And, um, and it's, it's been just satisfying in many ways. Um, and it's given me confidence in a lot, of, you know, I, I mean, I've, I, I'm not that I'm lacking in confidence in some ways, you know, the grilling, smoking meats, everything I do as far as blind grilling is concerned, you know, that certainly helped. But, uh, you know, sometimes you get in ruts. Sometimes you get into kind of, you know, trying to do more or wanting to do something else. And this has given me confidence, you know, even outside the home, out in the community, in the neighborhood, at work, and, and even with the blind grilling, uh, you know, to step out of my comfort zone a little bit more and do a little bit more and it, try to get others involved as well. So, uh, so it's been fun. It, it's been really good for me in that aspect of things. And if I can help somebody else gain some confidence and independence and, you know, be able to be more productive um, for themselves, at least feel more productive. Sometimes, you know, we're probably not as, we probably think we're less productive than we are. Um, but sometimes we have to do something like this, I think, to give ourselves that confidence then and that mentality that, yeah, we, we are, we're doing it. We did this with our own hands. That's awesome. 
Uh, and I, I love being able to do that. And so hopefully I can help some others along the way. And, and hey, man, you know, you guys have suggestions, you guys questions, recommendations on topics or projects for the weekend workshop here on Cut Straight, email me, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And I hope to get some, uh, some folks who have contacted me on the podcast. Tell me about some of the projects they've made, some of the things that they do, you know, uh, to, to help some of the other guys out there who are wondering, how can I get into this or back into this? Um, you know, now that I've lost sight or lost more vision, you know, what can I do? How can I do it? What are the best tools for me? Um, you know, I want to talk to guys who have used the saw stop besides myself. I want to talk to guys who have made several things and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what they have to say and the encouragement they can give. So I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to it. But, uh, first and foremost, while it's not the most glamorous of things to talk about, we need to have our safety in mind, we need to have that face shield. We need to have some hearing protection, as hard as that is for me to say. Oh, man. Um, you know, you, you, you need to know your machines, push blocks and, um, um, you know, push sticks, those types of things. You need to have all of that, a good shop vac, you know, to really be successful and safe in your shop. So, with that said, folks, man, I really do appreciate, again, all the feedback everybody has given when it comes to the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. Get out there, make something, build something. And when you're out there working, do your best to cut straight. Cut straight.